Welcome to another Player One review. So it's going to be me again, and I'm going to be talking about a game that I myself have a lot of fondness for, um, something that I have been extremely passionate about since its release. And it's no secret that I have been a very, very big fan of the Crash Bandicoot series. I've spoken about it since basically I've been a player one nearly three years ago which is amazing how much time flies and it's also amazing to see how much time has flown by when this game came out so um crash team racing nitro fueled i've wanted to talk about this game in so much more depth and in so much more detail than i have um in previous years because i haven't had that opportunity to i've spoken about the game in length but never done a full actual review of this game. So that's why I'm here and let's get cracking with the knackin'. So um, Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled was first announced at the Game Awards in 2018. Now I vividly remember um, hearing a lot of rumors about the potential release of Crash Team Racing. Now this was done through journalists um, posting that they received fuzzy dice in an orange color, very similar to Crash's fur. It was all but confirmed practically when Jeff Keighley came out um, with Crash Bandicoot holding a trophy and no guess to what that would become. We got this awesome trailer, which showcased um, the updated visuals for Crash Team Racing, which a lot of it was taken from uh, the Insane Trilogy. So a lot of character models were taken from the Insane Trilogy. And as well, um, I noticed before this was announced um, to have uh, Crash Team Racing, not Crash Team Racing and Crash Nitro Kart, I noticed that some of the kart designs were from Crash Nitro Kart. So definitely there was going to be something in relation to that. And in the lead up to the game, we found out that, yep, this will contain content from both Crash Team Racing and Crash Nitro Kart, which took it away from, from a basic remaster of Crash Team Racing, but made it its own separate game where it was a celebration of the Crash series with um, Crash Team Racing and Crash and Nitro Kart. So you had the characters from Crash Nitro Kart, the tracks from Crash Nitro Kart, the battle arenas, um, but not the actual story mode of it. That was uh, not included, but it didn't need to be included. But on June 21st, uh, 2019, I picked up this game on the Switch. So I played the Switch version of this game, but I have played the PS4 version as well. And I'm going to start with 
how I'm going to break this down is very much a level of, okay, this is its own thing, but also its faithfulness and fan service to the Crash series. And in particular, the fan service is something where this game really shines. You have so many characters from previous games, even completely unrelated um, to Crash Team Racing and Crash Nitro Kart. You have characters that only made one appearance, one or two appearances throughout the series. You had characters that were um, prototypes that were unreleased in the original game. You have um, characters from the mobile Crash Nitro Kart game. So in this, there is so much to go through. And when you boot up Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled, it's just a burst of nostalgia. And that's what this game really sells itself on, the nostalgia of Crash Team Racing. And what I love, what I love with uh, certain remasters is having the option to have both the updated and original soundtrack. Now, this game, I, I love the remakes of each individual song but for me whenever I play this game I switch to the legacy music because that's really the best way to play Crash Team Racing all the original tracks are there they sound fantastic even today some highlights definitely (laughs) like uh, Crash Cove, Sewer Speedway, uh, uh, Nitrous Oxides stage now that I'm talking about it it escapes me (laughs) you know Um, And then Hot Air Skyway is without question the best track of the game and just such an awesome experience to go through that. I remember picking this up and just feeling the excitement of that nostalgia hit me like nothing has before because I played this game on PlayStation 1 and it was awesome. Now into the actual modes themselves, we have a lot of content here to go through. So you have the adventure mode, which we will dive into a little bit later. But of course, you have uh, the standard uh, exhibition races, you have uh, cup races, which is just four tracks from each game. Um, You have the time trials, you have as well for each individual track, you can do separately the time trial relics. And as well, the CTR token race as well. So there is a lot here. And as well, you have separate uh, screen for customization, which we will also get into um, as well. So we'll dive into the adventure mode. So for those who may not be aware, in the original Crash Team Racing, in its development, they took inspiration from uh, Diddy Kong Racing and wanted to add an adventure mode into the game, which they did. And I thought they did a fantastic job of that. Um, this is very much a one-to-one um, remake of that adventure mode. There's really no changes to it whatsoever. Um, one thing that they did change, um, you can play in two different options here. So you have the standard, which is very faithful, which is faithful to the original where you play as the one character with the same stats and same sort of style as they did in the original. So for example, um, the all-rounded characters like Crash, Cortex, um, then you have the speed-based characters, uh, Tiny Tiger and Dingo Dial. You have um, acceleration characters like Coco and Engine. And then you have the turn-based characters like Pura and uh, Polar. Now, the other way you can play this game is in the nitro-fueled mode where at any time, you can change characters, you can change carts, um, you can change their style of driving. So, for example, 
you could change Tiny Tiger from a speed-based character to a turn-based character. So that's that level of customization that you didn't have there in the original release. Now, in terms of the visuals department, when you're first jumping into the adventure mode, the game is stunning. No matter what console you play on, it's always a spectacle to see, and it's always such a fascinating sight um, to see how they've put a lot of detail and a lot of care into each set design and as well the nods to other games and as well um, just the nod to just the Crash series in general, seeing updated textures, seeing updated visuals of each hub area. The adventure mode plays out as same as it did in the um, original. You go through four tracks in each world, which is then followed on by a boss race, which um, you which will consist of Ripperoo, uh, Papu Papu, um, uh, Komodo Joe, and Pinstripes Potteroo, leading up to your eventual race with Nitrous Oxide, who is the main bad guy um, in this game, which also was a first in the Crash series where you could play as either a good guy from the series or a bad guy in the series. So the first time I believe you could play as Cortex and Tiny and Dingo Dial, those characters in particular. So it's pretty standard. Four races, boss. Four races, boss. Four races, boss. Now, once you beat Nitrous Oxide the first time, um, you uh, he well, he challenges you again, but this time you have to go through each track uh, another couple of times to earn the CTR tokens and then as well the time trial relics. Now, um, the CTR tokens, they're exactly the same thing as a normal race, but scattered throughout the racetrack, there will be CTR tokens of uh, C, T, and R. You just have to collect those tokens and come first place in those races. And with the time trial relics, um, it is a try to get through three laps as fast as you can. And throughout the level, um, boxes are scattered with a three, two, one, cutting off one, two, or three seconds into your lap. So is a little bit of a form of strategy or whether you go for the one second boxes to cut your time and save the three seconds for later and vice versa. So uh, you, in terms of your time, you can get uh, platinum or the, no, not the platinum, the sapphire, gold or platinum relics, which are all based on your time. To get 100% in this, well, to get 101% in this game, you at least need to have the gold relics, which will then unlock cosmetics for nitrous oxide, like a like an Elvis out an Elvis outfit for nitrous oxide, or like a hot rod outfit. There's a, and you just do that. And as well with the amount of characters that you have at your disposal, it's always fun actually just completing the adventure mode multiple times with different characters especially in that nitro-fueled mode where you can just customize your card every single time, which and what was new to this game was customization. So when this game came out, you know, they noticed in the trailer that there were different costume items. So uh, Fate Crash wearing a uh, cowboy hat, as an example. This game had customization and you earned that customization both in-game um, doing the adventure mode for some of the basic ones, but for the more stylized, so more of the outfits for different characters, um, different colored outfits, and as well stuff for your cards, um, you had a thing called uh, Wampa Coins, which were the in-game currency 
for Crash Team Racing. Now, I will get into some of the controversy of this game later on, once we get to the post-game or the post-release content. But let's go into the gameplay itself. So how do you play Crash Team Racing Nitro Fuel? Well, it's very simple. It is like any other kart racer, like a Mario Kart, but unlike Mario Kart, Crash Team Racing is very much a skill-based racer rather than a more casual style like Mario Kart, where everybody yeah, everybody can play all right in Mario Kart. With Crash Team Racing, you really have to learn to master the boost system. So how you do a boost is, um, I'll use the Switch controls, for example. If you hit L or R, you do like a small jump, which you can do to go through shortcuts or just avoid things. Um, with the jumps, if you are turning whilst jumping, you'll be entering into a power slide. And when your power slide meter goes from green to red, you press the opposite shoulder button that you're currently not using to get a boost. Now, if you do that three times, you get the maximum boost. But in this system, they've done, they've done something that's very good and picked up from Crash Nitro Kart, where you can pile boosts on top of each other to gain ridiculous speeds. Now, the best way to do this is uh, going through going through the three boosts and then hitting a boost, like a boost pad. There are those boost pads that can make you go zoom and it's adding them on top of other, on top of the other and going to four jumps, like higher jumps that will automatically give you a boost once you hit the ground. So piling them, piling them on, on top of each other is a fantastic strategy, but there are points where you can get to ridiculous speeds where it also becomes a detriment to you. Several times um, early on, once I was experimenting with the game, back when it came out in 2019, I gained so much speed where I lost control and fell out of the stage. So it really becomes a kind of a task of managing your boosts on top of that. So definitely the boost system and the power sliding is something that is very much needed to understand and master. It's easy to use, it's easy to use, but incredibly hard to master, especially um, with the online side of things, which I will also get into in a little bit. Um, but as well, like with any kart racer, you have items. Now, these are very much ripped from Mario Kart. So you have like the comparison of the banana or the banana peels, so the potions. Um, you have a cannonball, which you can shoot forward or backward. And then as well, you have missiles, which are only be able, only able to be shot forward, which is almost acts as like the red shell in Mario Kart. Um, if you are in last place, generally, you'll gain things like the masks, so the Aku Aku Uka Uka masks, which, will almost, which act as like a star in Mario Kart. So they give you the boost. And as well, if you make contact with other races, it will damage them. They'll um, go, they'll lose control. Then as well, actually, you also have the time watch. I, it, there's not an official name for it, I don't think, but it slows down other players. So it's similar to the lightning bolt in Mario Kart. It'll slow down other players until you reach first place. So it actually is a huge advantage for those people who are in last place. Now, and that that's kind of it for all the items. There isn't much in terms of the items themselves, but as well, um, we will get into just the amount of content in this game. As I said, you have all the tracks from Crash Team Racing and Crash Nitro Kart 
This goes into the characters as well. Um, you have every character from Crash Team Racing, which you can unlock um, later on via Wumper Coins. And then as well, um, every Crash Nitro Car character, which you can also unlock via Wumper Coins. And I do wish, the one criticism that I do have in terms of the amount of content here, I wish they added the adventure mode from Crash Nitro Car, but I do understand why it wasn't included. It wasn't really a big thing in the game. So I'm not too worried about that. I wasn't too worried about that back then, but it would have been nice to have in post-game content. Now, when the game came out, I initially thought that that was it. We were going to get some uh, some of the content. Um, we we're going to get the content from both games. We were going to have all the characters. Cool. And then as well in this game, we have online for the first time in the Crash um, Crash Racing series. Now, I do admit um, this isn't one of the strongest suits of the actual game itself. Frequent crashes. I nearly said quashes, um, but frequent crashes in this game. There were times where you'd load into the, to a race and it would just stay there. You wouldn't move. No other player would move. You'd have to exit the game and then go back in. Online was very shaky, um, definitely. And But back then, it was not difficult at all to find a game. Um, obviously, in 2021 or 2022, rather, um, it is very difficult to find a game because they stopped making content for the game at around mid-2020. Around mid to late 2020, they sort of stopped putting out content for the game and just kept the online servers up. So it's it, you don't get um, games as nearly as frequent. You do have to wait a little bit, which is a shame. Um, there was a there was a very active community involved with this game, and that's where I would say that this game is not beginner friendly because the online mode will slaughter you if you do not have a grasp of the game because even myself, I've played through the game so many times. I know all the short, all the shortcuts. I know everything to do. There are people who can just blitz it without a sweat and you sort of question like, how is that even possible? So definitely um, if you are a beginner, I would stay away from the online side of things and just focus on the single player. Um, the gameplay itself is really where that was where one thing that I was always very cautious about because I didn't know, I didn't know what to expect if they were going to change anything up, which thankfully they didn't. The gameplay is amazing. The controls are tight and they just are fantastic um, to, to play. It feels just as, if not better than the original game itself. I can't praise the controls enough because it feels like crash team racing. It, Crash Nitro Kart felt slow. Crash Nitro Kart felt, it didn't feel like Crash Team Racing. It tried, don't get me wrong, and the developer for the game, Vicarious Visions, truly did try. There wasn't, a, I, I know with Crash Nitro Kart, they tried their best, but it just wasn't there. Vicarious Visions obviously did a fantastic job in the 2017 remakes of Crash 1, 2, and 3. This was done by Beanox, who I think, who understood racing games and understood what made Crash Team Racing so special and they knocked it out of the park in such an amazing fashion. So 
in terms of the gameplay side of things, there's not much I can really say because they did such a fantastic job of really recreating what made Crash Team Racing amazing. But when the game launched on June 21st, um, there was a roadmap for the game. So this game did feel, it did take a little bit of a live service route, but I will obviously it didn't really feel like it because you could earn a lot of Wampa coins very easily just by playing the online mode and you didn't have to spend a dime. Um, and a lot of post-game content came out. So they added a bunch of new tracks. They took a lot of new characters from games and also just weird concepts. So the first batch that came out, I recall, was the prehistoric um, the prehistoric side of things. They had a completely brand new track done by Beanox. Then after that, you had um, you had characters, so Baby Crash, Baby Coco, and the dinosaur from Crash 3, which was an odd inclusion. Um, but as well, um, you also got just a lot of new customization options for different characters. So they really did do a great job in that. Um, but the most notable content pack really came from uh, the Spyro um, the Spyro side of things. So they actually did release Spyro as a playable character in this game. There is a Spyro themed track where instead of a uh, Wampa fruit to collect to gain boosts, um, you collect gems, which was a really great inclusion. They did, they included uh, Spyro, they included Nasty Nork as well as a playable character. Um, I was, there were rumors of Ripto being one of those characters, but that never materialized. I don't know if that was a true legitimate um, thing or if it was false. So a lot of in-game content out at that time. I am actually going to grab all of them because it's been so long uh, since then. It's been a very, very long time since the actual game's release. I forgot the second one, which I, I, oh, it, it does escape me. But when we get into that, um, alongside with um, the post-game content, they also did add, unfortunately, they also did add microtransactions in the game. Now, this was done unfavorably people were not happy about this i myself wasn't happy about this there was a lot of issues with it um a ton of just frustration um the game didn't need microtransactions and i think in the end there didn't need to be microtransactions and on top of that microtransactions didn't really affect anything they just did it and no one cared it came out but really that was it um you don't need to really you really don't need to actually play or you don't really need to spend money in this game because a lot of the time you get things very easily in the game by just basically playing the game itself you really don't need to do any more than that. Um, but as well, you had uh, different cart styles. You had different, they added racetracks. There was a Halloween themed one. They had a Christmas themed one. And as well in the roster itself, the final roster was astounding where you had 52 characters in this game. And that was a like, 
that's a lot of stuff. It was kind of insane seeing how much of it was coming out. So I'll go through the character lists for you. So obviously you have the main characters, you have Crash, you got Cortex, you got Tiny Tiger, but then you got um, the Nitro Girls. So the Podium Girls that you had in the original, they are now official races of the game. As I said, Baby Crash, Baby Coco, the Dinosaur. You also got some unreleased characters like Hasty, who was who's a reindeer in the game, which was kind of weird as well. Um, but then you got characters who never really got an opportunity in other games, like, for example, uh, Komodo Mo. Like how you had so many characters in that, um, where it's kind of insane to think that this there was it was just a lot of characters in this game where it felt like it was overbearing. But it was kind of cool to see. So here we go. So we had, uh, yep, so the, we got Spyro. Hunter as well, actually, was added to it. Nasty Nork, uh, Komodo Mo, Dr. Embryo, Nina Cortex, Koala Kong, um, Pasadena Opossum, Ebenezer Von Clutch. Um, they had a chicken, like an actual chicken in the game that was a playable racer, which you could unlock via finding eggs around the adventure mode hubs which was an interesting inclusion to the game. You had Rilla Roo, who was making their second appearance since Crash Bash. Um, Yaya Panda, who was in the mobile games. Um, Chick and Stu, who were from Crash Tag Team Racing, and including Pasadena and Ebenezer Von Clutch. You had Megamix, who was a final, final boss in the Huge Adventure, or XS, uh, for the Game Boy. You had the Lab Assistant, um, baby Cortex, Baby Entropy, um, Rillaroo again, which was fixed because in the original Rillaroo release, everyone was kind of annoyed at the face he had. And then the final crate was the actual iron checkpoint crate, which you could use to just as a regular crate, which was done via finding uh, Beanox crates around the stages. So in terms of actual... In terms of the amount of characters you had in this game, there was an overwhelming amount and they really put in a lot of love into this. Like there's a lot of costumes for these characters, which was still very surprising to me. Um, then as well, like there's, there's still, there's still more to cover. We still do have a lot. Um, but in terms of post game, you had everything there. There was a lot to cover. And then, in July, I believe, of 2020, they were going to be they were going to stop making content for the game to focus on other things, which I was a little bit disappointed because I felt like this game had more life in it. It still had a very active community at that time wanting more content, but that was it. It stopped. They weren't making content. The last update for the game was, um, oddly enough, in April of 2021 when Crash Bandicoot 4 on Switch came out and all that was really added was an advertisement for Crash 4 on Switch. That was it. And that's how the game went out. Not with a bang, but with a little bit of a whimper. Um, I cannot stress enough. I, I can't stress enough how much I love this game and still play it today. I've put in an ungodly amount of time into it because I love 
I love this game. I love going through the adventure mode with characters. I love seeing how much time and effort was put into this game because Beanox did such a fantastic job. And it's sad to see it like that. Um, but if you are looking for a kart racer, whether it's to play with friends or a single player, um, you may have already been tired of Mario Kart. This is a fantastic option. I can't highly recommend it enough. Even the Switch version is really good. Um, load times were a bit long, but even despite that, the game is such a fantastic game. Um, the music is great. The gameplay is great. The characters are great. Um, each character now has a cutscene rather than rather than just sitting in a cart, um, just um, reciting their lines like in the boss battles. It's a really awesome game. Um, if I'm thinking about tracks that I love, um, I really do love tracks like Papu Papu's Pyramid. That one is prime for shortcuts. There is uh, two, two shortcuts in that that I really do love using. And it's such a great track with such a great song to boot. Um, Crash Cove is fantastic. Ruse Tubes is really good. Um, Nine Oxide Station is um, a tricky one, but also a ton of fun with a great sound, with a great song with it. Um, Hot Air Skyway is easily the best track in the game and easily the best song in the game for the Crash Team Racing side. On the Crash Nitro Kart side, um, it's a tough one because I don't really like... I, I don't I don't not like Crash Nitro Kart, but definitely it's not the best game of it. And there are a lot of tracks that I don't really like, especially Hyperspaceway. I don't like that track whatsoever. Um, every time I try to avoid it as much as possible, but I would say Deep Sea Diving is a good track to play on. And as well, the first track of the game, that the name of it escapes me. Um, Jungle Boogie is a good simple one for e for, like, for players that are new to it. Um, but definitely for me, the Crash Team Racing side of things is where I aim to really focus on. But that's that's it. That's my in-depth dive of this game. Um, thank you for listening to it. I can't stress enough how much I love this game. It's my favorite game of all time at this point. Um, it's a game I've put probably the most time in any game I've ever played in my life. And I can't stress enough how much I hope we get a new crashed racing game done by Beanox. I hope I, I hope that we do have that in the future, but if we don't, Crash Team Racing Nitro Field was a fantastic celebration of the series. Everything about it, I love to this day, even its faults. I still love this game. Um, if you see it, highly recommend picking it up. It is on sale regularly, so go for it. What do you have to lose besides, you know, this is a great kart racer. It's a great alternative to Mario Kart. And if you want a kart racer that focuses on skill, this is most definitely one of them. Yes, I'm a little bit biased towards this game because I do love it, but there are things that I don't like about it. And I'm, but it's just, it's something that I love dearly. Um, I hope if you pick it up for the first time, I hope you enjoy it. If you're familiar with the game and have played too much of it, like me, I hope you still continue to enjoy it. Um, but that has been my in-depth dive in Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled. Uh, you've been listening to Player One on Sin with myself, Connor. 
Hope you guys tune in on Monday night, 8 to 11 p.m. for the main show and have a good one.